definitely just ignoring all of the advice, right? And mm. and tuning into what your individual baby needs, right? And and not worrying about what other people and are doing. Hi, I'm Bridget Garsh, co-founder of Neighbor Schools and your host for Work Like a Mother a podcast dedicated to real conversations with incredible women juggling work, life, and motherhood. Today, I'm excited to sit down with Mia Carr, CEO and founder of Snuggle Me Organic. Late one night last week, I should have been sleeping, but instead I was scrolling through Instagram and stumbled on this post. It was a sweet photo of a mom snuggling her just-born baby with tears streaming down her face and the brightest smile. The caption read, it was this moment I knew you were safe. The relief spilled in, flooded my eyes and released the anxiety. My breath let out and I was free from the heaviness and worry. My sweet baby lifted to me gently. There in my arms, he rested and I thanked God quietly because baby, you were safe with me, finally. Suddenly, I couldn't stop the tears. I was transported back to the delivery room. The memory of my OB urging me to keep pushing and telling me I couldn't stop because Brooks's heart rate had suddenly dropped. Remembering how he was on my chest and the nurses were massaging his little blue legs and arms while saying, come on, baby, come on, baby, trying to get him to breathe. The umbilical cord had been wrapped around his neck three times. After what seemed like forever, his beautiful cry pierced the air, and there he was, crying and slimy and squirming and absolutely perfect. Snuggle Me Organic was born when Mia Carr struggled to juggle twin newborns and a two-year-old. Desperately needing an extra pair of arms, Mia and her mother-in-law started sewing prototypes of a pillow that would simulate the touch of a parent. The idea exploded into an extremely successful business. Yet what continues to make Mia so successful is her authenticity and her deep connection with her brand's amazing community of moms. As a mom of seven, Mia gets it. She's been through it. And her gift of words to convey that connection on social media have propelled the brand to its success. Mia, thank you so, so much for joining me today on Work Like a Mother. I'm really excited to be talking with you. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. One of the first things that I learned about you is that you have seven children. Did you always know that you wanted a big family? I, I definitely did. I think I, that's what I wanted to be when I was younger. I wanted to grow up and be a mother. So I definitely was able to do that. How has that vision of yourself sort of sure. changed over the years? Not not really much. I mean, I'm still a mother. And so um, I think that's my first kind of most important role. And I, I just happened to also run a big business. So um it, it really hasn't. I love being home with my kids. I, I even now I still am with my kids at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're working and, and occasionally I'll come to the office, right? So they still are definitely my biggest priority. 
And what is the age range now of, of all your kids? Yeah. So we have a, our oldest is 17. We have twin 15 year olds, 12, uh, nine, seven, four. So we've gotten out of the diaper phase finally <laughs> after, you know, 17 years of every day changing a diaper for somebody. Uh, so that's like a big milestone for me. <laughs> that's a tremendous <laughs> milestone. I feel like that really deserves some extra celebration for sure. Yes, for sure. How would you say your parenting has changed from 17, over 17 years? I would say every day is an evolution. And, you know, my oldest son had a totally different mother than my youngest. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, I definitely was a by the book mom to begin with. Right. And then you kind of learn your voice and you learn, you know, your heart and your instincts as you go through. And, uh, by the seventh kid, it was, no, I know exactly who I am and, you know, what me and this baby are going to, are going to do. Right. So I think every child, it just gets more and more fine tuned. What are some of those like core components that you've learned along the way that are really important to you and that fit your style? You know, like with new babies, I would say definitely just ignoring all of the advice, right. And, Mm. and tuning into what your individual baby needs, right. And, and not worrying about what other people and are doing right. So, so that's kind of like our biggest thing. And, and like I said, every baby is so different that um, you really, there's no book for it. Um, and yeah, I just, I just tuning into what you need as a mother too. And then tuning into what that baby um, is telling you and needing is, is kind of my lifestyle. Right. And that goes for the teenagers and all the middles as well. I think it's so important what you're saying. And it's so hard too. I remember, so I, I have two kids. I have a three and a half year old and a one year old. And I remember with the three and a half year olds, I didn't do much reading. I did a lot of reading about like birth in some ways, sure. but then yeah. I hadn't fully, I feel like done a lot of preparation for what happens afterwards right. other than, um, Dr. Carp's, um, happiest baby on the block probably. Sure. Sure. And we had this enormous like reference book that somebody had (laughs) given us of, you know, I I don't know. It's almost like the encyclopedia of what to look up. And I remember (laughs) just like frantically looking through, you know, oh my goodness, been crying for six hours and will (laughs) not go to sleep. Like, tell me the thing to do. do? Right. Just tell me. And the truth is there was no answer. Like, right. Or I think the answer that it suggested, I tried it and I remember thinking, okay, I did it. And now it's not working. And now (laughs) what happens next? So it's so I found, I found, and I still find it's, it's hard to trust those instincts or sort of find your voice. What's helped you along the way in, in discovering that and staying true to it? Staying true to, well, I mean, I think it's just experience and, mm-hmm. you know, you, you do listen to voices, right? And so then when it leads you down a path that is, doesn't work for you or is broken or um, whatever, you, you go, oh, well, why didn't I just listen to myself, right? Mm-hmm. So I think it for sure takes time 
Um, and, you know, not everyone gets the chance to, to have the seven, right. To really kind of get there, but even like, you know, you, you learn so much after, after every baby that, um, it's, it, it becomes second nature at some point. Right. Um, but I don't know. I, I, that's what that's, it's just been a long process, right. With, with these beautiful little humans and, um, really grateful for it. So. And how did snuggle me organic fit into this picture of your family journey? When, when did you start it and and how did you start it? Sure. So, um, when our, so we have twins, they're 15 now. And when I had come home from the hospital with these two babies and, um, I also had a toddler at home. Um, and my husband was a, a truck driver, right? So he was always gone six days a week. Uh, he was home at night, but still it's, it, you know, it's, it's you and these babies, right? And so trying to figure out how to juggle the needs of both of them when you're going through postpartum, um, you're having all these emotions and you're just exhausted, right? <laughs> I, I remember my mother-in-law came in and she just said, what do you need? right? It's like, do you need meals? Do you need me to do this? I'm like, you know what, if you just sat here and held a baby for me, that would be like all I need, right? It's just such a human, a basic human thing, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, we came up with the idea after that conversation of a lounger that would imitate the feelings of being held or touched, that you could tote around the entire house. And there was a set of arms for you if you needed to put the baby down, whether you had two babies or one. So that that's kind of how, you know, conceptually we came up with that idea. And then how did it grow? And when did you really see it um, as, as a business to dedicate sure. your time and energy to? Um, so we, we, probably went through maybe like five different revisions of this idea. Um, before this, I had been a preschool teacher and then I went on to be a stay-at-home mom, right? So like I didn't have any business experience whatsoever, but I thought it was really cool, right? So I thought, well, let's try it. Let's start a business. And my mother-in-law had done a few businesses in the past. So mm. with that combination of just like my interest and her experience, we were able to kind of create I'm like, all right, well, let's create some. So so we ended up making like a stack of 12 loungers, hand filled them, went to get the materials at like Joanne Fabrics um, and, and we brought them to a craft fair, right? And we just started selling them. Um, and, and so that's, that's kind of how that, that evolved. And I mean, we spent probably just 10 solid years, like at this, I would say plateau of like, this is fun. This is a hobby. Um, we're going to expose, like, you know, it, it just really stayed steady, uh, until, uh, 2015 when I hired our first marketing director and she was able to kind of get me out of my small little box, right? Thinking. And, you know, we got on social media for the first time because we hadn't been um, until then. And we got on Amazon, we, we redid our website and we really like said, we went from hobby to real business. Right. So, so that's kind of how, how that kind of evolves. So Wow. What a journey. And I love that your mother-in-law was really right there with you from not only helping you in, in postpartum, but then growing this idea and, and building it together. Has she stayed involved with the business? Um, at that point, she really, it was a decision making 
point. It's like, do you want to become like a multi-million dollar business owner or do you not? Right. And mm-hmm. she chose to kind of back off and handed it all over to me and said, go. Right. Um, so she's not involved anymore, but she was definitely involved in, you know, the start of it and really enjoyed that, that time together. Has the rest of your family been involved with the business along the way? Yes, for sure. So my, um, so my husband right now is our CFO. And so he does all of our financials. Uh, my, my stepfather is our operations director. And so he runs all the day-to-day um, ordering of materials and all that. And then my mother, who um, she is, I, I don't know, she runs around here doing everything, <laughs> taking care of everybody and what everybody needs. So um, she's the mom of the business in addition to your mom. Yes, absolutely <laughs> is what she is what she is. And then we also have our three old, oldest sons who are teenagers now and then work here on the weekends, building product and boxes and, and all the things. So So it's a real family yeah, endeavor. It it absolutely is for sure. Has that presented any you know, unique or unexpected sort of situations in your family <laughs> dynamic? Of course. But I mean, it's really nice to be able to work really closely with your family, right? Like sometimes I feel like family can be very surface level mm-hmm. where it's like small talk and, oh, how are you? And and nobody really gets to go below that. And I think like that's what Snuggle Me has done for our family. Like we get to work in it and solve problems. And, and that is like what I think the biggest gift of that all is. And, and yes, of course, like occasionally there's tension, but, um, for the most part, it's, it's, it's life, right. It's, it's humanity and humans. Yeah, for sure. Um, I love that. My, my mother-in-law and I have a very close relationship. We actually share a two family house and my in-laws live on the first floor. And I had a lot of people say like, how do you do that? And how do you make it work? And it's, honestly, such a blessing, um, to have their support, to have their, their love, to have the extra hands, all of, all of the, all of those things. But I feel like, um, not everyone sees it, that sees it that way from from the outside sometimes. For sure. It's gotta be healthy, right? There's gotta be, everyone has to be healthy in order for that to work mentally emotionally. So, um, when that comes together, I think it's magic, but I don't know if everyone has that. Right. You're, (laughs) you're so right. People ask me, how do you make it work? And I say, I think we're all really mindful of it and we're all really comfortable saying we need space or this is too much. And we are very, we, we talk about it probably over communicate a lot and in that way for that very reason. So that's a very, very good point. Exactly. Um, I, I love how you talked about in the growth of the business, how social media really started to play a big role. And I have to tell you before we hopped on today, I mean, I had to run to the bathroom to fix my eye makeup because I was looking back on some of the posts that you shared and they are so Oh, they just like tapped into my heart. They tapped into so much of what I struggle at times to voice and say, um, how, 
how did you find your voice on, on social media and how did that come to be? Sure. So, I mean, when in 2017, I actually took over our social media account. Mm -hmm. Uh, We actually ended up letting our marketing director that I had mentioned go. And I said, I'm going to do this, right? This is, this is my connection. And I, I knew this would be the path that would finally like get us to success. I just had that intuition. And so you know, I, I studied a lot of influencers and I studied, um, I didn't study other brands cause I didn't want to do what they were doing. Right. And so I studied influencers and the main thing I found was how they were able to connect with their audience. Um, and I, I, I've always had kind of a gift for writing. And so I would, I would see an image like these motherhood images and I would almost go into that emotion right? Like I would feel it like, Oh, and, and, and you would, you would know it. Right. It's like, there's, there's one I wrote, like I prayed for you. Right. Where um, I, I remember seeing that picture and I just went, Oh my gosh. Right. Like I, I know that feeling and like every mother and it just flowed out of me. Um, and I was sitting there on the couch writing this whole thing. And my husband's like, Hey, can you go over the financials? Like, stop. You know, like, I got it. It's coming, right? Like something's happening. And, 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 and I mean, people just connected so deeply yeah. with those, those moments. Cause I've been able to like articulate it mm-hmm. for them um, and just go through all the high and the low and then finish off, um, you know, with that, the conclusion. So um, I guess, I guess I just learned it over time, like in our little house up in, you know, Duluth, Minnesota, sitting on the floor in a corner somewhere with these beautiful images and just pouring it out. Um, and that has, that I think is probably one of the biggest like benefits or, or, you know, pieces of, I, I don't know, I, I can get ahead that way from our, from our competition, right? Um, because of the fact that I'm able to connect directly to like mother heart to mother heart. Mm, Oh my gosh. You just so beautifully described. I think what I was, was feeling and reading it. I was reading um, the one that you wrote about the sense of relief and and feeling like you're here, you're safe, you're with me. And I'm like, Oh, you're going to make me cry all over again. (laughs) Uh, But with my, with my youngest, he, um, had the umbilical cord wrapped around his neck three times and, and they didn't even know until right. like in, in delivery. And then all of a sudden it, it was the baby heart, baby's heart rate right. is dropping. You need to go right now. Push, 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 push. Yeah. And that moment that they laid him, I, you know, pulled him up onto my chest. It, it was, it, you transported me back there. I was in that moment. I felt it. And you're right. It was your heart to my heart, just this deep moment of connection. It is so, so powerful and incredible. Um, And I think that you have really collected a lot of these. Is that where the inspiration for a collection of writings on motherhood came from? Yes, for sure. So, so we have this little ebook that, that we put together, I think for Mother's Day last year. Uh, and, and it's just like these moments where I, I wrote about it, an image, right? I, I'm just transferring. I think all the mothers have this set of experiences that we can all relate to, right? Those moments of relief, those moments of, you know, just pure joy and like the baby's like, you know, living on your chest, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
we, we all have those in common. And so I've been able to really like identify them. And yes, we, we came up with this ebook and put them all in there. We just like collected them in a big pile and we're like, all right, let's hear it. Here it is. So how has the pandemic impacted your writing? Um, I, I would say actually like the pandemic has pulled me away from it, which, <laughs> um, it's unfortunate, but like, I'm starting to get back there. Right. Um, you know, 2020 was an emergency in so many ways. And even like with snuggle me, like I, I lost a lot of that, like creativity and even willingness to put myself out there because it was like white knuckling a lot of every day. Um, but, but I think it's starting to come back now and I'm trying to like reinvent how I can communicate with mm-hmm. mothers. Maybe it'll be a book. Maybe it'll be, you know, some kind of podcast or, or something we'll see, but, and, th- and that's still developing and that's okay. Like right now, Snuggle Me is trying, I'm trying to keep that like the main, the main thing I'm doing. Um, but as we grow and evolve, like, I feel like that is something that I'll, I'll start to do and gravitate towards. Well, you clearly have such a away with words and bringing to life and connection, connecting the like, words and images. When you were saying white knuckling, that, that definitely yeah. <laughs> describes a lot of the last year. Yes. And what was one of, I guess you're on a more positive note, like what was one of your <laughs> favorite moments throughout the pandemic or like sort of a, a silver lining, so to speak? Oh boy. I, w- I would say, a, a re I think everyone kind of had to reinvent themselves and had to get really raw and real. Right. And I think, I think that has been the biggest blessing, at least from, you know, the people that I know and have have spoken to and what I I've gone through, it's like all the BS is stripped away. Right. And, and you are, you've really got to redefine yourself. And, and that's, that's what we, and it's a blessing and it's hard and it, it, it's, it's a journey, but, um, that in itself, just being able to kind of pull back, strip back, get alone. Um, I feel like it was a bigger blessing than it was, um, a downfall. So, well, and there were no, I, I I asked that not to like, I guess, glaze over all the challenges (laughs) that were presented over the last year. And and just in life in general, really, where do you get your inspiration? Um, How do you, you know, I think as an entrepreneur, as somebody who started this business, I'm going to make an assumption that it hasn't always been easy and like, you know, a golden road. (laughs) How do you, what do you turn to in those moments of, you know, struggle? Um, Boy, yeah. I, I would definitely say that it, it it really comes down to self-determination for me um, and, and not really caring what other people have to say. Um, that's kind of also been a strength of mine is, is like being able to tune everything out. Uh, and that's the same with motherhood, right? Like right. just being able to tune it out and, and do what you instinctively feel is the right move. Um, and, and, and yeah, so that's, that's what I would say has been able to kind of get me through. Um, it it is a lot to do with self-discovery and just being able to have space, 
a, a lot of space um, over weeks, months. And I mean, 2020, it's like a whole year, like of, of just like, let's rough this thing out. Right. Um, and there's a lot that happens and, and comes out of you through that. So. Well, you are such an inspiration to be totally like I seven children running a, uh, an incredibly successful business. How do you juggle all of this? <laughs> well, I will say there has been very much moments of chaos, right? Um, however, as your children grow, they become partners in a way. Mm-hmm. I would say like they, like all of our older kids know how to clean up after themselves. They know how to, you know, take care of their laundry and all the things that, you know, when they're little, you think, oh my gosh, I could never have seven toddlers, but like I can have seven, you know, 17 to four-year-olds. That That's not a problem. Um, so I think there's, there's in, you know, the delegation within the family of, of tasks mm-hmm. and really feeling like, you know what, this is all of us together. This is our mess. This is our home. This, you know, and so that culture has really been, been useful <laughs> for me um, to instill in them. And which you don't always get when there's like two kids sometimes, right? Like, like when you have the full range and you've got the teenager driving and you've got the toddler painting, like that whole depth of, of range really be, gives you the chance to like really delegate and pull out some, mm. some characters within them. Um, and then, you know, go back, going back to delegating, like building out our snuggle me team has, um, given me the freedom to, to kind of basically have whatever structure and and life that I kind of want. Right. And I think like, that's like a CEO's job. And once I figured out that, okay, my job is to be the voice of the brand and to make like high level decisions. It is not to pack up boxes right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and at one point I was holding all of those things, but, but as you go and you develop and you evolve through your business, like you have to learn to let go of these pieces. Um, and as you do, like suddenly your, your, your focus narrows and down further and further to the point that you're only doing the things that you can do. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and do well. Um, and, and actually like nowadays, like I don't work nearly as much as what I did. And so, and people are always shocked. They're like, well, don't, aren't you so busy? Aren't you like, not really, you know, (laughs) I'm not really like, like I have this great team that, that does their, their part in this giant, you know, machine. And, and if it's, everything is running smoothly, like, no, I don't like, I'm, I'm speaking with you. Like I'm, you know, I, I, running, running every morning and, you know, doing homework with the kids in the afternoon. So I think if you can, you can delegate correctly as a CEO, um, then you'll really see like the gift of what a business really can bring for you. It's interesting to hear you talk about this because it also reminds me of it. It it sounds like there's another parallel, right? Like as a CEO, in the early stages of the business, you're, you're hands-on, you're doing everything. And then really you're, as the company grows, letting go. And it's so similar to motherhood in some ways where you're doing everything, literally everything. And then as they get older and older, like you're teaching them and empowering them and making sure they're on the right, you know, doing the right things, but you're, 
you're delegating in some ways their, their own life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, like business and parenting are basically like the same thing. <laughs> like it feels, it feels like that in so many ways. Like I, I'll be sitting in meetings and I'll be like, yeah, it's like when you have a baby and they're like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> yeah. but it's true. Like they're very, very similar in, in the journey that you kind of have to go through to get right. to the end of that. So you're also reminding me that, um, Children, as they get older, can be helpful in the chores. We're still at the age with the three and a half year old where it's he's very inclined to help, but the helping often (laughs) adds like 25 minutes to the actual task because it's, you know, very, um, I don't know, like elongated. (laughs) It's like, thank you for helping, but no thanks. Right. Right, Yes. I appreciate the offer, but I'd really like to say no right Right. now. Right. 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 So, yeah. But I mean, like the, the joy that you get at the other end of that is it's, it's unbelievable. So like, we just came back from Florida from a photo shoot that we did um, and we brought our oldest son um, who's 17 and it was so amazing to just like hang out with the 17 year old kid who's completely self-sufficient. We go running in the morning on the beach every day. And, you know, it it was just, it was just amazing to kind of like full circle, get to that point where you're like, wow, you're a really cool person. (laughs) So it, it, yeah, for all, for all those parents out there, like it will get there. It just takes daily love (laughs) to do it. So. Oh, I love that. And patience, lots of patience. patience. (laughs) Well, you've shared so many words of wisdom um, with all of us. What advice, I'm going to ask you to think way back, what advice would you give to your pre-mom self? Oh, wow. Okay. I I would just say, trust your instincts. Like you're going to mess up and you're going to you're going to make mistakes, um, but you got to go and you're going to, you're going to get really good at falling and failing. But the, the only way to succeed is just to get your little butt back up, be brave, keep going. Don't stop. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you for sharing time with me and for sharing your, your story and your journey. Work Like a Mother is produced by Neighbor Schools. Neighbor Schools is a startup in Boston that I co-founded in 2018 to help parents find daycare. As a first-time parent, finding childcare can feel scary and intimidating. At Neighbor Schools, we help you find daycare you'll feel really good about so you can go back to work with the peace of mind that your little one is getting the socialization, support, and stimulation they need to learn and grow. We've helped thousands of moms and dads figure out the daycare search. Check us out at neighborschools.com. And when you get in touch, mention that you discovered us on the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time.